hello and a warm welcome back to my podcast. This is Lana Lynn Marino and welcome to another episode of Wellness Journeys. I'm an intuitive therapist and energy healer and here to give you some guidance and support in challenging times. So today this episode that I want to talk about is about a new dawn and we're on the 8th of November 2020. So just yesterday things really did change in the world in terms of moving forward, a new dawn. And um, I want to talk a little bit about that as much as I don't want to bring politics into my podcast, but we can't help but acknowledge that politics play a big part in all of our lives. And I can't remember when I really got interested in politics, but I know the story of when I was a child and watching the news and watching in particular what I didn't know at the time was the story of the civil rights movement and I remember as a little girl watching the television and something around these people um, and talking about black power now I must have been probably I don't know between the age of six and seven Um, but I was young enough to know that I was experiencing things that were happening to me and things that made me sad and things that made me feel that I was unworthy and I wasn't acceptable, I wasn't lovable. I had a group of friends and uh, where we lived in Bristol it was very segregated and very racist to some point, a lot of ignorant people that lived in the area that were coming from a very old school of segregation and uh, of course my mother having two mixed-race children and a white child, uh, between the four of us, we all went through something. Um, My sisters, lesser I would say than than myself, being the oldest, and feeling that I had to protect my my sister. But my other sister, who was mixed race, was, um, she was a lot stronger than what I was. I was very withdrawn and I would take things personally and I would feel very afraid. But I remember now looking back how I just wanted to make things right. I just wanted to make people like me. And one of the things that happened, which is brought to my attention, which is a deep memory, which I I remember now, was this group of kids that we played with. It was the only other black family in the neighborhood. And we would go out on our scooters and our bikes and we would um, go to the parks and we'd go to an area not far from where we lived, where it was predominantly white people that um, the children in the park would call us all sorts of names, you know, the the usual derogatory names. And I think this was the core belief in me that started to believe that I was different because of the colour of my skin. And I remember watching this programme and it was a group of these people that were talking about liberation and I remember quite distinctly now we went out on our scooters and I said to the group that day when we were going out to play we were going to the usual neighborhood where we knew we would get into fights and would be defending and would be you know for against these kids that were quite cruel and unkind but were victims of what they've been taught um but we called ourselves the Black Liberation Army. (laughs) 
And I laugh at that now because I recently heard that Black Lives Matter in the UK have changed their name to the Black Liberation Organization. So it led me to thinking how much we store in our memory bank, how much affects us and how much trauma can have a lasting effect on us. But how at that time, something in me woke up and knew that I had to be stronger. There was something in that group on TV that I didn't understand and I couldn't analyze and I couldn't kind of pick it apart at the time. But looking back, that this group were standing up for what they believed in. And they gave me some sort of courage or encouragement to stand up against these these children that were being really cruel to us. So that was just a little memory that I had. But it brings me back to the current. And um, what happened yesterday was phenomenal. First of all, obviously, as, as a woman of colour, I'm very proud to think that history has been made with a woman of colour, with Kamala Harris um, of Jamaican, West Indian, Asian, American heritage. Becoming the first woman in the White House as vice president, but also the first woman of colour. You can't imagine how that makes me feel inside. It feels as if, yes, we've got we've got a little bit further in being recognized and accepted but not to be fooled with the fact that when obama went into the white house it was a very joyous occasion for most people around the world people that saw something in democracy that the world would be okay and everything would be hunky dory and we'd all get along and black people and white people would get along and there'd be no more racism and you know we really had that belief in the illusional mind that Obama was going to change everything and I think we put a lot of pressure on that administration because they didn't change everything in some ways they didn't really change a lot because I always believed that the policeman killing the black man on the street or the young boy being stopped and searched in the UK um, or in the US or anywhere in the world. He was the, the Obama that people couldn't get to. He was the Obama, the new Martin Luther King that had come into the world to save, to save us all, to bring peace into a very wounded an unsafe world where division and separation was something that people felt they had to put in place in order to survive. People will always feel threatened. As a human species, we will always feel threatened. There's always going to be a new dawn and there's always going to be an Obak, um, uh, uh, an Obama, Barack Obama. And there's always going to be a Joe Biden. There's always going to be a Kennedy. And there's always going to be a Donald Trump. There's always going to be people that oppose and have their beliefs and their way of thinking and their opinions. And ultimately, it's okay. I feel it's okay because ultimately, the way that what I've learned is that we're not born hating. We're not bad 
we're not human beings that come into the world with an agenda. Something happens in the process of developing and our journey to wellness, our journey to acceptance, always comes through the process of letting go of attachment. Being attached to wealth and materialism, being attached to the world in any, any way, the corporates, the people that are in power, the main money makers of this, this universe that really sometimes don't care about climate change, they don't care about the environment, they don't care about what's going to happen tomorrow, they don't care about future generations. All they care about is now. Eckhart Tolle talks about the power of now and what he explains through the power of now is that we have the power right now in this moment to make changes. We have choices, we can choose. We can choose our world that we want to live in. We can choose to be racist and let's be honest, I think every single one of us has some traits of racism in us and would be lying if we didn't, if we didn't um, agree on that. Even when it comes to judging others, we all have the capacity to judge. Even if it's judging that woman's hairstyle on TV that you don't like. You know, we all have the capacity to really connect down into our, our lower self and really be cruel, be unkind. When I look at the new dawn that is, is awakening, as America wakes up to a new dawn, as the universe now starts to realign itself with thinking how the next four years are going to be, what changes are going to be made. I have some sympathy, and this might sound strange, but I do have some, not sympathy, but empathy for Donald Trump in the way that after reading his book or the autobiography, the biography that was written by his niece, Mary Trump, and the way she talks about the Trump family and Donald not really being given the ability to stand up on his own two feet. And a lot of people, a lot of us know that he became very successful through his father. So privilege came into it in a big way. And um, he believed that he could, he could become the, the president of the United States one day. And that's something that I admire in anyone. When we say we can, when we set our intention for what we want, we can achieve anything. It's destiny when we put the power of now into, we hold that power in our hands and we make an intention. The universe acts in a delayed response to our intention, but the universe responds. Doesn't matter how long it takes. So whatever thoughts we have, whatever intentions we have, you know, I've always thought that I would love to sit on Oprah's seat and be interviewed. Um, and I followed Oprah Winfrey for many, many years. And she is one of my, I would say my aspirations. She's one of my people along with Maya Angelou, um, Angela Davis, Princess Diana of Wales, Mother Teresa, Michelle Obama, many women that have influenced my and shaped my way of thinking where they they put out 
that energy that anything is possible. And I think coming back to Donald Trump and where he stands now, I do have some empathy for him because in some ways his world has fallen apart. What he knew and all he knows how to do is to control and to be in some level of authority where he has some power. And this is where, you know, when we think about the ego and how the ego can really kind of undermine undermine our our spirit when our spiritual self says no the divine within us says no and our ego says yes our ego says yes but i think there's um there's a point where the ego can be a healthy thing but then it can be a point where you can reach that point where there's a boundary and when we go past that boundary then we can be lost in the ego mindset and sometimes for some people there's no going back when you reach that point where something dynamic happens something changes your life it can be anything i remember i was on a bus in california and i was on a 24 hour journey from one state to another and i found this bus that this this book and um the book was left on the seat as i got onto the bus and by the time i got off the bus my whole perception on temptation had changed my whole perception on what temptation means had changed my whole perception on self forgiveness and gratitude had changed and i found myself thinking about everything that had happened to me and at that point at that point i was able to or i chose to let go of the attachment that i had to my hate for things that had happened to me to people that had um taken advantage of me that it hurt me from those kids in the park who really didn't know any better and in some ways we we were all in the learning stages of life in that early development of understanding um right from wrong and being influenced by what we were told by our peers what we were told by by society so the ego plays a big part um and to have a healthy ego is possible in a book that i read god in all worlds mythology of temporary spiritual writing by lucinda Vardy she talks about disciplines and spiritual practices largely through the teachings of gurus swamis and masters who have moved to north america and europe and set up ashram centers and schools the eastern spiritual disciplines of meditation and yoga are being incorporated into the everyday lives of many now in the west we have come to realize these ancient practices as unsurpassed in bridging the gap between the realities of the higher self and the soul and the personality of the lower self yell divinity school professor and author henry j m newen once wrote that through a spiritual discipline we prevent the world from filling our lives to such an extent that there is no place left to listen California psychologist Charles Tart's observations of a meditation practice offers one of the most readable and humorous accounts of a battle with distractions. Jewish philosopher Martin Buber writes 
In reality, the main purpose of life is to raise everything that is profane to the level of the holy. This starts particularly in the West in the introduction of some prayerful techniques in our everyday lives. Thich Nhat Hanh, a Vietnamese Zen master, poet and peace advocate who now lives in France, shows us how we can nurture the sacred within amid the stress and pressures from outside influences in his A Day of Mindfulness. Meditation techniques are for opening the heart, stilling the mind and making them one. For grounding the soul in the body, for uniting the spirits in both. As witnessed earlier with Gopi Krishna's rigorous spiritual practice leading to his Kundalini awakening, recognizing the sacredness of the body and of strengthening it to house the expanding soul are the requisites in yoga practice of combining mind and breath control with physical postures. The beauty of the human body and its power of spiritual and creative expression is not always acknowledged in the Judeo-Christian tradition. But without the body's inclusion in expressing the spirit through yoga, tai chi, qigong, dance and tantric practices, all willful efforts to achieve wholeness are tainted. Thomas Matthias from Fritjof Capra, David Stengel, Ras. With Thomas Matthias belonging to the universe, they write in spiritual practice in general and asceticism in particular. The goal is always the recovery of wholeness. Today, I believe the attainment of this goal requires great discretion in the use of physical means such as fasting and sleep deprivation. We need to recover after 13 centuries of Platonic dualism and three centuries of Cartesian dualism, a profoundly holistic understanding of ourselves as embodied spirits in the world, part of this world of bodies and open to absolute spirits of God. When we think about yesterday and what we wrote to with the elect Joe Biden in waiting with Vice President Kamala Harris. We wondered if the world was going to change and I personally thought about my attachment and why did I feel empathy to a politician that showed only division and separatism where he believed that by getting people on his side and to really brainwashing and manifesting a sort of division in the minds of the mindless or people that follow someone that believe they they have met their savior. Something there, something there that causes us to think about a president that really had a chance to make good of the divisions in the world and for the world to watch that and to use it as a way of looking at their own selves, different countries, different governments. 
it takes one person for us to really focus on in a world that is full of temptation, is full of ego mindset that can cause us to really believe that we're unacceptable and we're unlovable. And in a new dawn, we can choose to go one way or the other. And at this moment, um, I'm pretty much in reflection of Donald Trump's presidency. And I'm really praying for him and his family in terms of how, where do they go from here? Will they take this as a lesson and will they learn from it? Will they incorporate the values of a world that is a beautiful world? Or will they take the sadness and the hate and the vulgarity of disgusting materialism and capitalism and control and power that is divided them within themselves? With somewhere inside of them, they, 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 they cut off, they detached from the beauty of their spirit. Hopefully, maybe, you know, the case is that, you know, that family will regroup, will come together, will come back and really look at how they can contribute to a changing world and help with the, the current presidency, the new, the new president, to actually help to make America great again because it wasn't great over the last four years. Things that we saw, things that we experienced, especially people of color and people of African heritage, it brought up in many people and a lot of people from outside those groups, a lot of white people, it brought us to understanding that first and foremost, we're human beings. Secondly, you know, we're spirits encased in these human forms, these vehicles that we use to, to make or break systems. We can make systems great. We can come from the divinity of the divine within us to help to change and to prosper in making the world in the future a better place. Or we can choose to divide and go through the temptation of everything that can kind of take us off track of who we really are. So I think it calls for, for me, it's causing for me to really think and have some sort of level of forgiveness within myself, for myself, for believing, first of all, that anything was wrong. I mean, the only thing that happened from A Course in Miracles, it would teach you that nothing is wrong apart from the perception that we have of anything. So in essence, you know, what has happened over the last four years has been for all of us to really take something from and decide where we're going to go from here. If we have nothing, if we're living, you know, in a very poor way, if we don't know where then our next, our next meal is going to come from, you know, if we've lost our job, if we've been furloughed, if we're in a state of dependency, if we're thinking of committing suicide, if we have very deep depression and anxiety, and it seems endless, it seems like there's no hope for anything. Something that yesterday taught us that is that nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Everything can change in a moment. We can set our intention, 
We can set our intention to be the President of the United States. We can set our intention to sit next to Oprah on, on the couch and talk about the world and politics and the spiritual evaluation of the, of the soulfulness of our, of our life. We can talk about things and we can change things if we choose, but knowing, we have to know that with each new dawn, nothing will last forever. Everything is passing in this world and everything from the next door neighbor that gives us grief to the politicians that say they're going to do one thing and do another, the hypocrisy of governments, the failure to help our planet to, to succeed in becoming a greater planet, in stepping into owning the lower self that part of ourself in our shadow that we don't want the world to see. Self-hate, all the stuff that, you know, lives in the lower world. And from another level, kind of choosing that to be in now in this moment and to embrace this moment, we can choose a new dawn and we can choose to let go and move on. Or we can choose to stay stuck or we can choose to rely on another savior that's stepping into the White House that we believe is going to save us. You know, the choice is ours. And this is one thing that I want to leave out with today. And that is thinking about choice. We all have choice. And through the new dawn, the new awakening that is taking place right now, when everything is said and done and when everything is settled down, we are going to come back. Hate is going to still be there. Love is still going to be there, but it's a coming together of minds and seeing how we can work to make this world a better place. My name's Lana Lynn Marino. You've been listening to my podcast, um, and you can find me on Twitter, Wellness Journeys, Instagram Journeys to Wellness, um, and on Facebook, Wellness Journeys my wellnessjourneys.co.uk. You can go to my website and check out the work that I do. Above all, have a great day and take take from today, you know, seeing the world is today, it's, it's, it's not perfect, but it's beautiful. Lots of love and have a great day.